Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting and want to learn how to permanently lose the weight in a way that it's simple, easy, and fun, you are in the right place because I can teach you how. I am your host, Chris Berlingeri, MD. Come on, let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I am enjoying the cooler weather we are having in Texas. I don't know. Usually it takes a little bit longer, like later into the year to get into the 60s. But we are in mid-September and we're waking up to high 50s, low 60s weather. And I'm really liking it. I mean, this is as cool as it can get for me, for, uh, for me to find it enjoyable. Because I'm from Puerto Rico and I really don't like cooler weather, but this has been so nice. Of course, it's going up to the 90s. So imagine there's like a 30 degree gap from the moment we go out in the morning to the moment we come back in the afternoon. But I'm enjoying these little like hints of um, cooler weather. Also, I'm just getting over our family of over two weeks of sickness. Remember how I told you in another episode that we were getting like the back to school germs? (laughs) Well, it took, you know, when you have more than one child, it's like a domino effect. Like one gets sick, then the other, then the other. And again, it's almost tomorrow would be three weeks since my first one got sick. So finally then we're at the tail end of that. Hope your family is doing well and sending hugs to you if you're going through something similar. Okay. I want to dive in into what I have for you today, and it's the second part of what you need to know to maintain your weight. Because again, this is something that, in my opinion, not a lot of people are talking about. There's a lot of messaging, a lot of campaigns, a lot of ads, a lot of weight loss programs, but none of them, I mean, I don't want to say none of them, but you don't see a lot, I shall say, of people, ads, campaigns, and all of that talking about maintenance, which is just incredible to me because only on average 10 people who lose their weight are able to maintain it successfully. And that's including weight loss pills, weight loss diets, weight loss surgeries. So again, you need to know about these things if you want to be successful in maintaining your weight off, like if you just want to stop the cycle, if you want to just lose this weight for the last time. So last week on the last episode, I did part one, which was why is it so hard to keep your weight off? Like the honest truth about it. And I'm going to review them here because then today on part two, I'm going to give you the strategies on how to overcome those things in order again to prepare yourself for weight loss success. Okay, so Again, I'm going to review the first, um, what I did on the first part of this series. Like, why is it so hard to keep your way off? Like, the honest truth, like, nobody's talking about, about why is it just hard? Like, why the statistics just are so grim in the sense that the majority chances are that if you lose weight, you're going to gain it back. And I want you to beat that statistics. Like, that's why I'm here, because I believe that if I can do this, and other people that I know that you can too, and we can start shifting those statistics. Okay, so a review of the four reasons why is it so hard to keep your weight off. First, I spoke about our hormones change. When we lose weight, 
we lose fat and fat produces leptin, which is the hunger, the not the hunger hormone, but the hormone that keeps us satisfied, the hormone that shuts off the hunger hormone. So as we lose weight, we lose leptin. So that's why we're going to experience more hunger. The second reason were um, energy balance reasons. As we lose weight, our metabolic rate goes down. Again, our body is very efficient at conserving energy. So our metabolic rate goes down, meaning that you're going to need less calories to maintain your body functions. And again, that's why you may experience that you kind of like, even if when you go back to eating to your quote unquote normal, you gain weight and you may gain even more weight that when you started off losing weight. And then when you try to lose weight, it's even harder because your metabolic rate goes down and it stays down even when you gain the weight back. So that's reason number two, energy balance. Third <clears throat> is that if you have been increasing your working out routine, like your intensity, like the time of your workouts, your muscle gets efficient, meaning it's going to burn less calories per workout with the same workout. Also, as you lose weight, it takes less effort, less calorie, less energy to move a lighter body, lighter mass, less mass than more mass. So when you lose weight, you're going to burn less calories as you're working out. And then the fourth reasons that the fourth reason that I explained was um, behavioral reasons. Studies have literally shown that when we lose weight, our brain starts tricking us in the sense that even though, again, the studies show that even though when they are presented with the same amount of food, when you lose weight, your brain is going to think that you're eating less. Your brain is going to engage in more food-seeking behavior. It's going to try to suck out more pleasure of your meals. You're going to be hungrier at the moment, of, as I explained before, because of the, the hormones at the time of your, your meals. And also we're going to start like the brain is going to send so many intense messages to know we're going to die. We need to eat more than again. It's, it's if you don't manage your mind, like if you don't do the work that I'm going to teach you that I teach in my coaching program and that I'm going to give you the skills, um, at least the basics today of what you can do to prepare yourself for success. Like it's going to be very easy to go back to your quote unquote old ways. Because again, your brain is trying to protect you. It's going to be, no, we need to go, we need to eat more. Like what? We don't care about this weight loss. We don't care about, you know, like maintaining our blood sugar low because we're going to die. That's the message literally that your brain is going to send you. We need to eat. So, and then we can get so excited when we lose weight that that when increased hunger hits us, that those increased signals by the brain to engage in more um, food-seeking behavior, we're just going to forget what we had to do in order to lose weight in the first place. And slowly we're going to, again, go back to our old habits. So again, I closed last episode telling you one of the main messages that I want you to take away, if anything, is that permanent weight loss is a lifelong journey. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not like you're going to just go on this journey of losing weight. And once you achieve your goal weight, you're done. No. I mean, and then again, this is great news. This is great information. You can decide ahead of time. Well, I'm not, I don't want to sign up for that and be honest with yourself. And that's okay. But just know that it does not end when you reach your goal weight. 
the work that you have to do in the sense of planning your meals, managing your mind, journaling, all of that. If you want it to be permanent weight loss, successful weight loss, easier, enjoyable, all of those things, you need to continue doing that work. Okay. Um, and again, you can make it easier and enjoyable. I'm all in for that. And, and again, you can, the way I did it this time, that's why it's so important for you to decide to lose weight the way you want to live your life. Because it's going to go on, like, I, I don't want to say forever, but it's kind of like forever. And you don't need to commit to anything that you're not willing to do to the, the rest of your life. And that can change. It's like how I was explaining my weight loss group members on our first meeting last week. I'm like, listen, the way I did it, I'm like, well, I don't want to like do this X, Y, and C thing. So the way I lost my first 10 pounds was very different of how I lost the next 10 pounds and then the other 10 pounds. It can change. You can you, you can allow yourself to change because life change. Again, your food plans on from Monday through Friday are going to look different than from the weekend. Right? And that's okay. And that's the beauty of this work. Right? You can just allow yourself. It's not just a diet. You can plan for success for yourself while still having your goals in mind and your life in mind. Okay, so let's just go to the strategies. Let's just go like how to keep that weight off, how to man successfully maintain that weight loss. Okay, so first of all, what you are doing right now, educate yourself about your body, keep listening to podcasts like this. Um, just being aware of all of this and knowing what to expect provides some relief. Okay, before I learned all of this, I thought I was crazy because once I reached my goal weight, I just felt hungry all the time. And I thought there was something really wrong with me. And just knowing about these things brought me relief. I'm like, oh, it makes sense because of this and that. Okay, and again, as our hormones change, when we lose weight, we're going to have decreased leptin. So we know, we know, I'm telling you you will experience more hunger. We will have more hunger and we, we will engage in more food-seeking behavior. And this is powerful. This knowledge is powerful because it won't take you by surprise, like it did with me. You will know nothing has gone wrong. Your body is working as it should. Then from that knowledge, you can decide what to do in order to take care of yourself and make the journey more enjoyable. One thing that I would recommend here is just journaling. That's one of the things that I do in my program is just encourage journaling. And I get it. I did not really consistently journal through my weight loss journey until I reached those last 10 pounds and then maintenance because of this same reason. Use your journaling time to explore and redefine your, your relationship with hunger and your relationship with food. I'm telling you, my last 10 pounds and maintenance was all like the core of it was journaling around hunger. Like, you know, what do I want to think about hunger? You get to choose. Is hunger a sign that something has gone wrong? Is it a sign that something is going right? Are we going to see hunger as an emergency to be solved immediately? Or we just want to treat it as a sensation that you get once in a while, like waves, and it's okay. Like a maybe when you have, I don't know, I don't want to say a headache, or just kind of like just a sensation that comes and go and then you are going to like normalize it a little bit. Like I'd love to intellectualize things and I'm like, oh, 
Of course, I'm hungry. I have less fat in my body. My brain is trying to protect me, but we're going to survive. We are fine. Right? We have had so much diet trauma, particularly myself. I had so much diet trauma that usually I would think of hunger as a sign that I was not listening to my body. Right? You can think like, oh, I'm hungry. I don't want to mistreat my body. I'm not listening. Um, I don't want to, you know, I want to listen to my body. Or that we can also see hunger as a sign that we're not taking good care of ourselves. But, you know, if you think about it, what about when we get hungry and we eat and then we ignore that we are full and we overeat, right? When we used to do that in the past. So we didn't give much, um, you know, meaning to that. Also, what when we get hungry, some of us, we fast for religious reasons, or we fast or we're hungry due to a medical procedure because we cannot eat for a certain amount of hours before having surgery or before having a procedure done or having a ba- or going to have a baby. Remember, you get to choose what you think about hunger and the relationship you want with it. And again, this is by no means telling you to suffer unnecessarily. This is just kind of like knowing that when you lose weight, you're going to experience more hunger and you get to choose the relationship you have with it. And knowing that you can change your mind at any time. For example, when you have had a sick child and you haven't rested or you're on your period, you know you're going to have other things going on in your body, increased cortisol levels, maybe even increased hunger. You can decide on those days to make plans for some extra food. You can plan yourself for success. Like me, I have a binge eating history and I noticed that when I when I allowed certain amount of hunger, it would trigger my binges. So then I'm like, okay, knowing this, what can I do about it? And then I was just okay. Instead of maintaining at 120, I decided, you know, let me try to maintain at 122. Let me allow for that wiggle room. And when I did that, I still allowed for hunger, but less. I added a little bit of extra ounces of meat, cheese, a little bit more food here and there. Uh, and then maintaining at two pounds uh, more, I still experience hunger, but not as much and not to the point that triggers my binges. So you get to choose. You are the one living in your body. You get to choose what's the right um, relationship that you want with hunger, with your body, with food that serves you and your goals. Okay. And again, you can change your mind at any time. Which um, also that planning for some extra food on certain occasions brings me to the next strategy, planning. When you have been consistent in planning your meals and adhering to your plans, you have developed self-trust and you're confident that you are taking care of yourself. Whenever your brain pulls the emergency alert when it feels hungry, you can confidently respond, I've got you, babe. I have some amazing meals planned for us today. And this reminds me of my kids when I pick them up from school. Um, I usually get them food from a drive-thru and they want to eat it immediately in the car, which in the past I would let them. But now I'm trying to, even though it's a fast food, to have it all together at home without electronic devices. So anyway, the other day, my daughter asked if she could eat her food in the car. And I said, no, we'll wait until we get home. And she said dramatically, but mom, I'm starving. (laughs) And it just reminded me of my brain, right? What's happening? We need to eat now. And, you know, my mama brain hesitated for a little bit. I'm like, oh, I should give her food now. But then I thought, I'm like, she 
probably ate something at school a couple of hours ago. I literally have her food here with me and she's going to eat in a couple of minutes. This is not an emergency. So I reassured her. I was like, baby, believe me, you will not starve to death. I have your food here. It's a matter of time. So again, when you plan your meals, you can reassure yourself that food is coming. You can have that conversation with yourself. Yes, we're hungry now, but I have my food plan and I know we're going to eat that. And also, you know, I'm going to a little, I'm getting a little ahead here because I'm going to talk about this um, later on. But that is why it's so important to plan foods that you like and that you are looking forward to having. That's why planning for not just kale and grilled chicken and something boring. No, plan for foods that you like. Food that you know that are going to be delicious, that are going to hit that spot. Food that are going to be satisfying. Again, if you're on your period and you crave for salty or chocolate, just plan for those things. It's not the same thing to plan ahead of time for that those pieces of chocolate than to not plan for them and then end up eating even more than you would have if you had a plan just because you didn't plan for it and then you were like, oh, whatever, right? Okay, the second reason I explain why maintenance or continued weight loss is challenging is because the energy balance, your meta basal metabolic rate goes down. And really, there's no really um, an easy fix for this, but there are two things you can do. First, the body, as you have learned, loves to keep things the same. Love the status quo, even if the status quo is hurting it. It takes, it hates change. Our body hates change. You're not the only one. I hear people telling me, oh, but I hate change. No, we all do, really, at the core. And the main reason is because it requires energy to adapt to changes. And as we have seen, our bodies have developed, they have evolved to conserve energy. So having said this, changing your meal timing and or composition could be of help. And I will not go into much detail about this. I'm not a nutritionist or, you know, a registered dietitian. But there has been some data about studies, scientific studies that have been done to determine which diets were best for weight loss, either a low carb, a low fat. And the findings were really interesting. They also tested timing of meals. Like, is it better to eat the bulk of your caloric intake in the morning or in the afternoon? And the nutshell, the, the, in conclusion, they found that it was not really the diet. It was when they would change the group from one diet to the other. Let's say they were doing low carb and then they would switch them to low fat or the other way around. That's when they would lose weight. So the conclusion is because it requires energy to change or to accommodate, to adapt. Whenever you're kind of like in a plateau or in maintenance or, you know, you don't want or you start like noticing that you're, you have maybe you know, it's harder to maintain that weight loss. You may start thinking of switching things with um, your diet a little bit. I remember I it, it blew my mind. I was doing like kind of like a low carb diet initially and I was kind of like in a plateau. And it blew my mind when I spoke with a, a trainer and nutritional guy friend of mine. And he started adding more starchy foods to my meals. I mean, the change was incredible. So again, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a nutritionist, but you can seek further guidance from somebody like that, particularly in maintenance or in a plateau. 
um, on how to tweak your meals in order to kind of like create that little bit of confusion in your brain to create more energy. The other thing is, as you are losing weight, I, if you're not doing an exercise routine, I don't encourage you to do like a rigorous exercise routine in order so you first, you know, get adapted to meal planning and adhering to your plan because that's more important when it comes to weight loss. But if you are working out or you want to engage in a workout routine, focus on those that will increase your lean muscle mass or like your muscle mass because... When you have more muscle, it requires more energy to move your body. Meaning, like when you increase your muscle mass, your basal metabolic rate can go up a little bit more. So that allows a little bit of more wiggle room, right? That that just increases that basal metabolic rate that has to go down because of, of your weight loss. You can bring it up a little bit more by increasing your muscle mass. And that's when a trainer or a workout routine, again, that builds little bit of more muscle is going to help you. The third reason that I spoke why um, maintenance can be so hard, particularly when we work out, not that we're talking about working out, is that as we increase our workout intensity or our workout, I would say like the duration, let's say you were working for three, um, 30 minutes, now for 40, now for 50, your muscle is going to get more efficient, meaning you're going to burn the, the same calories with more intense workout or less calories with the same workouts. And I saw this myself. I wear a heart monitor for when I work out. And I noticed that when I started working out, I would burn like 700 calories per workout. Now I burn like 300 <laughs> with the same workouts. So the muscle gets efficient. Again, our bodies are magnificent, efficient machines created to protect us, right? To conserve energy. So another thing that you can do in order to overcome this, again, change your workouts. Don't stick with the same workouts over and over and over again because your body is going to adapt. And again, that's when seeking some help from a trainer or from a facility is going to help you kind of like do those changes. Where I work out, they change our routines. We have like... um of five-day routines that we repeat maybe for three to four weeks. But every three to four weeks, it's complete new workouts, completely different. And again, that serves the purpose of kind of like maintaining our bodies working, not getting kind of like in the comfort zone, like, oh, I know what we're doing. Um, no, like that little tweaks there in your workout, in the intensity, in the types of exercise, working different muscles during different times. It's going to get, again, get you to increase your metabolic rate. It's going to like make your muscle wake up from that comfort zone and just keep kind of like burning more energy with your workouts. And again, the fourth reason is behavioral changes. We, um, again, we can get comfortable as we lose weight. We think like, oh, I can go back to eating what, what I was eating before now that I've lost the weight. Or um, you can go back to, oh, I can stop journaling. I can stop planning. But no, more than ever, that's when it becomes more important. Because your brain, again, this is no joke. It's going to send messages telling you that you're eating less even when you're eating the same amount of food. It's going to tell you, no, we need more food. So when you 
have developed the strategies of planning your meals, journaling about all these things, once you get to maintenance, it's, gonna, it's not going to take you by surprise. You can have that conversation with yourself all the time. Journal on the relationship you, that you want with food, with your body, with hunger. Also, I will suggest as you're reaching maintenance, those last five to ten pounds, it helped me and I'm going to share it with you. And you may be different. Measuring your food. And there's different ways to do that. You can actually literally measure it with a scale or you can, as you are losing weight, particularly on the last 10 pounds, measure with your palm, like with your hand, I'm sorry. Like a serving of protein is the size of your palm. A teaspoon is the size of your fingertip. A tablespoon is the size of your um, big fingertip. Like the, uh, a size of starch is the size, a serving of starch is the size of your fist, closed fist. And that's going to help you because, again, your brain is going to send you signals that you're eating less. You're going to be like, oh, I need to eat more because I ate less probably. So if, when you get into the habit of measuring your foods, then you can re reassure yourself, no, I'm eating well. I'm taking care of myself. That happened to my husband. And my husband has really zero drama with food. But when, when he was like, he had this goal of going down to a certain body fat and being a certain type of shape, he um, started getting really anxious about if he was getting enough protein in his diet. And me looking from the outside, I'm like, yes, baby, you're eating, you're eating great. And he was, he would be very worried about it. And I'm like, and I was wondering what's wrong with him. And again, now I know if the brain is going to, as he decreases fat percentage to, I think below 10, something like that. And with the decreased body fat, the body literally thought he was going to die. And he was like, no, we need to eat more. We're not eating well. And he started measuring his protein. And that's what reassured him. Like, no, I'm eating well. When the drama kicked in, they were like, no, I ate like 10 ounces of protein, eight ounces of protein. I'm fine. So again, measuring your intake of food, either with a scale or visually with your hand, is going to help you. Also, it's going to help you when you go out to eat at restaurants, at family meals, at other people's houses when you travel. Once you have been into the habit of visually knowing the amount of food that you usually eat or need in order to maintain your weight, then that travels with you all the time. You know because when we travel, we can get kind of like a little bit less connected with the amount of foods that we're eating. But we can remember looking by our hands. No, this is a serving of protein that I usually get. This is the serving of like fat that I usually get. This is the serving of starches that I usually get. I am fine. We're satisfied. It's okay. Okay. The other thing is make it fun. As I explained above, after we lose weight, the brain wants more pleasure from the foods you eat. I totally experienced this without even knowing it. I started tweaking and tweaking my meals in order to enjoy them so much. Like I've said before, I used to love ice cream. And I say I used to because now I know that when I eat ice cream, I get so many intense cravings for the next 48 hours to eat more sweets. I have intense hunger much more. So now I've tweaked a lot my proteins and other things in my diet to kind of like have the experience of eating ice cream um, without having ice cream. So I've made thicker protein shakes. I add peanut butter to my protein shakes. I add cereal to make it crunchier. 
I add salt to make it saltier because I love ice cream with peanut butter and pretzels, the crunch, the nuts. So I have tweaked my meals that serve me, my body and my goals in a way to make them so much enjoyable. I literally look so much forward to my meals almost every day. And again, not every meal needs to be an orgasm. But the most that you can at least plan for one meal that you're really looking forward to having. And again, just your body is a VIP club. So just get into the habit. Like if it's just not really worth it, if you don't really love it, if you're not hungry, if you're not, you know, just be very like, again, your stomach is a VIP club. For me, it needs to earn. Like I love to try cookies. There's a place called Crumble Cookies. They don't pay me anything. I have no conflict of interest. They change their cookie menu every week. And I love cookies. And if I see something in their menu that interests me, I try it. But if I don't like it, I just have one bite. And if I don't like it, I don't have more. And then of the ones that I like, I have a little bit more, right? Just don't eat things just to eat them. And then plan all your meals in a way that you love, that you like, that you look forward to eating. Okay, and then lastly, I just want again to emphasize that permanent weight loss is a lifelong journey. And that is why you need to lose weight the way you want to live your life. That is why quick fixes are not the solution. That's why journaling, journaling and planning, journaling and planning, it is key for weight loss success. And those things you can start now during your weight loss journey, that way when you get to maintenance, you have already those skills and it's going to be easier, okay? And that is exactly what I do with my clients in my coaching program. That's exactly what we do. Um, Start those skills now so they don't take you by surprise. So that's what I have for you, my friends. And believe me, as I keep learning, I'm going to keep bringing it on, but those are my key points for, for maintenance, like the secrets to keep the way off, the honest truth about it. And if you have any questions, I would love to answer them. Or if you want to hear more about one of these points that I discussed, I would love to discuss it even further. So you can go comment. It's chrisberlingerimd.com forward slash podcast or send me an email, chrisberlingerimd.com at gmail.com. Sorry, chrisperlingerimd at gmail.com. Okay, have a beautiful week. Have a beautiful early start to fall. I love you. I see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a beat. Also, if this was helpful for you, share it with a friend. And also you can share it in social media. It helps get the podcast to more and more people. Also, if you want to download my free planning guide, make sure you go to my website, chrisberlingerimd.com. I would love to see you there. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.